Greetings, welcome to Reset and Reorder. I'm Tammy Musahana and I'm with my husband, Masindi Musahana. We are from Gate Ministries, East London. Special welcome now at this point to Gate Ministries, East London family. So it's such an excitement for us and a delight to know that you are fellowshipping with us in the word of the Lord and we are growing together in this journey. And uh, I would want to extend a um, special welcome as well to those who relate to us, um, friends, family, and those who just benefit from the word that is being shared through this platform. Um, thank you for your encouraging feedback on um, Facebook, on YouTube, and even the phone calls. It is uh, quite encouraging to know that um, there are those who benefit from the word that is being shared um, through this platform. Uh, in the last session, we looked at um, the intent of God with the call of Abraham and that God had intended for all the families of the earth to be blessed. And uh, he was not only referring to biological families but also spiritual families including the church and um, we also looked at how at the inception of the church itself the believers saw themselves as um, a household as those called as a family rather than an institution and um, we, in this session, what we want to do is to start to look at, um, as we said in the last session, that these families of God are led by apostles, they're led by um, prophets, by elders, some, uh, for instance, um, called pastors and all that. Um, and, and God uses those people to represent him before the, the family, though, so they are not representing themselves. And in studying this, I want to introduce a concept of um, called um, deputization. How God, from time to time, would use uh, others, you know, as His mouthpiece. For instance, you see this mainly with um, the prophets. And in scripture, for instance, when a prophet is called, you would see how um, scripture would say, and God said, um, I put my words into your mouth, mm -hmm. you know. Or today, as for instance, the, the call of Jeremiah, when he says, today I have um, made you a prophet to the nations to declare what I want to say to them, I'm just paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. But one scripture that makes this um, principle very clear to me is, is in the book of Exodus. You know, when the burning bush experience, when God calls Moses to rescue his people in Egypt. Now the interesting thing for me there is that at the start of that experience, uh, immediately when, you know, God tells him to take off his shoes uh, because he was in a holy place. 
God then declares to Moses that, look, I have seen the cry of my people in Egypt. And God continues to say, and I have come to rescue them. But then the interesting part is when God himself says, now I'm sending you, go. Mm. Mm. Because he's saying, I come to Mm. rescue them, Mm. and then I'm sending you. Mm. (laughs) You would expect that, you know, God would go himself Mm. to to Egypt and perform all those miracles and, you know, rescue his people. But in essence, he's saying to Moses, Moses, what I'm going to do, Mm. I'm going to do through Mm. you. You know, you are going to represent me before Pharaoh. And in chapter 4, verses 11 to 16, we see that um, quite clearly, we know that um, Moses makes, um, you know, tries to um, get himself out of being sent Mm -hmm. by God. And he makes what we could term as excuses. And uh, God says to him, so the Lord says to him, who has made man's mouth? Mm -hmm. Or who has made, who makes the mute? the deaf, the seeing, or the blind. Have not I the Lord? Now therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, O my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now, you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman men to the people and he himself shall be as a mouth for you and you shall be to him as God Mm -hmm. so it's as if um, right there you see that um, principle fully expressed especially where God says now Aaron will speak to the people on your behalf Mm -hmm. And you will speak to Aaron as if I'm speaking to Aaron, you know. And he says, I'll also teach you what you shall do. So, um, through the story of um, the rescue of the Egyptian, I mean, rescue of Israelite from Egypt, we learn that it is God doing it, but he's doing it through Moses, whom he has called. What is interesting, I mean, one could um, glean so many lessons and principles on why God chooses to do things that way, to deputize. Mm. But what is interesting is that Moses was not to speak of his own accord or of his own opinion. And we dealt with this at some point when we spoke of how um, one of the things that we need to learn before God when, 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 when we want to be aligned to his ways 
is to humble ourselves to a point where it is not about us, but about Him, you know. He even added, oh sorry, yes. even added that um, part of selfish ambitions, mm. whereby you want to do your own thing or mm. say your own thing. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, we cannot uh, we, we cannot be God's mouthpiece mm. if we are going to do or speak our own thing. You know, Moses was to speak that only that he, which he was sent to say or to do. In the New Testament, um, an equivalent of this um, principle is found in the book of Matthew 10, when Jesus says, He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. So Jesus was sent by his Father, but he was able to deputize and send his uh, disciples. And what is interesting is that because they were sent, you know, whoever received them received the Lord. But whoever rejected them rejected um, God in one way or the other. You know. In John 13, actually, it says, um, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me. You know? And he who receives me, receives the Father. And those are the things that highlight this principle of deputization. So in the management of his household, his family on the earth, God deputizes. There's this, um, I think we grew up with this um, concept if I can use that word, known as, um, you know, spiritual fathers. And um, the, I know that in some circles that concept has been abused to a point where people have an issue with uh, someone fathering them. But how we need to look at it and how those whom God has called to father us, you know, should um, should do it is that they are not doing it for themselves. It is not about them. They are not leading us. They are not pushing us to their way. In fact, when we spoke about God's judgment, one of the things that God was to judge the shepherds for is that instead of laying their lives down for the shepherd, I mean for their sheep, they, they began to sort of uh, manipulate and control the sheep to their benefit. So those whom God uses to deputize are men who, you know, they don't lead us to themselves, but they lead us to the Father. One powerful example of that principle is um, found in the book of uh, Corinthians. How Paul would speak here. Uh, in fact, in, in chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians, he says, For though you might have 10,000 instructors mm-hmm. yeah, in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Mm-hmm. For in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, imitate me. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, 
who will remind you of my ways, you know, in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. And then in chapter 11, verse 1, he becomes even more pronounced or explicit in how he says this, that imitate me as I imitate Christ. In most cases, we found that um, in fathering, people emulated their spiritual fathers, mm-hmm. you know, to be like their spiritual fathers. Mm-hmm. And not many fathers have actually pointed people to Christ. Now, Paul is saying, look, this is the one I'm following. I'm following Christ. You know. And he has, if I can use that, that um, license, he has deputized me to lead you as he leads me, you know. So as I imitate him, imitate me. But the end is not for you to just be like me. The end is for you to be like him. It goes to what we touched on in the not the previous session, Mm. the one before that when we were discussing about the judgment. Mm. That the purpose of the shepherd is to build Christ exactly. in each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So now Paul, when he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, mm-hmm. it, the result of that ought to be the sheep, which is us. Yes. To desire more, to, to, to desire Christless Christ-likeness more, yes. you know, not to desire to be good or to be acceptable in front of Paul mm. or ple- pleasing him as, mm. as a leader or a spiritual father, but rather to desire more to be like Christ as you imitate him. The ultimate is not him. The ultimate is it's the Christ. one who, mm. whom he himself is imitating, which is Christ. I think we, we just to bring the point home mm. yeah, and highlight exactly what we're talking about. Remember, we, we said the church should be seen as the family of God. Mm. So when you look at this principle, God will send elders, God will send his people, God will send apostles. apostles and prophets, you know, um, to deputize, to represent him mm. before the people. Mm. So in us migrating from how we did church, you know, as an institution where you had members and leaders to where you have sons and those who represent fathers, we need to understand that God will always send someone, you know, to speak his word and to shepherd our souls on his behalf. I know sometimes people have this notion that, no, I can hear God for myself. And of course, God can speak to us individually. But also, we need to understand that um, God, God's work on the earth goes beyond you know, our individual lives. Um, there's a corporate work that God is doing. There's an end that God is moving us to that is beyond us. Mm. I think last time we spoke about how God is bringing us to that place where we can become a nation before Mm. him. 
you know, and also where he's building us uh, to become mature, to become a mature corporate body mm -hmm. on the earth. Mm -hmm. And so because of those reasons, um, there are things that God will speak to those who deputize him. You know, mm -hmm. And there are things that God will reveal to those uh, kind of people. And therefore, you need to be able to hear them, to mm -hmm. listen to them as if we are hearing God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, there's a scripture that um, we can sometimes read in a in quite a shallow manner mm -hmm. when Jesus speaks to responds to the devil in Matthew 4 mm -hmm. and says to um, the devil, men shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. One could look at that simply from the logos perspective, that is from what, from scripture, mm -hmm. you know, but also, when you look at that scripture, it speaks of those whom God has called to lead us. You know, mm -hmm. as they speak, the words that they speak should actually sp speak life mm -hmm. into us. Should actually bring us into maturity. Mm -hmm. Should actually um, help us grow in God. You know, same as that scripture that says, "As many as are led by the Spirit of God." Um, the Spirit is not only you know, um, what's the best word to use? It's not only what we feel, you know, but also God can use the voice of another to sort of um, highlight what the Spirit, His Spirit is saying to us, you know, and thereby leading us. For instance, in our case, we have one who represents a father to us. And when He speaks, you find that even during a time like this, mm. he provides um, a divine guide as to how we should traverse, mm. you know. And uh, when we hear him, actually, we hear exactly what God would say to us mm. at a time such as this. So we need to understand those people. And I said, yes, because of our wrong concepts of fathering, um, we, we tend to reject this principle. And in rejecting that principle, we have brought upon ourselves that independent spirit. Yeah. Whereby now we say, no, I don't need uh, no one to speak the truth to me. Mm. No, I can hear God by myself. I think we did touch on that. Yeah. And we find that we even go beyond that and be outside that principle of us being a family of God, not even a principle, it's an intent of God, intention mm. of God, that we're family. we move outside of the parameters because when you're independent, you know, there's no way you'll be part of the family. You'll be here today, you'll be there, you'll be all over mm. because you, you are your own person. You know, you don't want to subscribe to God's principle, God's divine principle then you'll be everywhere. Mm. You are breaking that. And we are seeing a lot, we see, we've seen that during this uh, period that we've been in, mm. uh, this lockdown, whereby people will tune in. We, 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 and we did touch on this mm. in earlier days of our session that there's nothing wrong in tuning in, tuning, but as long as you know 
that you are part of a family mm. and yes there's a particular voice mm. that god speaks uh, to you by mm. for instance typical example of of the 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 israelites they when Mo, when it was moses you know that voice mm. that god was speaking through mm. not any other voice because god is a god of order and god is specific in what he does mm. so when when you when you when you operate outside this principle of father being fathered you know by those who god sent your way mm. you you are subjecting yourself to that independent spirit so we need to we need to actually as we reset mm. remember what we are trying to do here is bring ourselves back to the way of mm. god back to the ancient paths mm. you know mm. so the first thing we spoke about was the fact that we need to see ourselves as family mm. and secondly we need to train our hearing so we need to discern the one who is like paul to us okay. you know okay. We need to find that one whom God speaks through mm. when he speaks to us. We need to find that one whom God fathers mm. us through, you know. Mm. It's not like that person is our father. Mm. That's why I think that the fact that we use that the term spiritual father mm. tries to highlight the fact that the person is not our father per se, but he is being used of God. Mm. To bring us, to shepherd us to Himself, you know. Just uh, like the way it happened with um, uh, Paul and Timothy. Yes. The same thing, mm. and Titus as well. Yes, I think so. Uh, it's, mm. it's, 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 it's the same thing. Uh, Paul would say, "I'm sending Timothy to you. Mm. You know, receive him mm. because he's got that authority. You know, mm. of hearing God." on behalf of the particular church and have that authority sent with him as mm. well. And as we summarize this session, mm. what we've done in the last session was to look at how we should see the church as a family. And in this session, we've looked at how this family is led, that God appoints people mm. to lead his family. And these people do not represent themselves, they represent him mm -hmm. you know, in all that they do. They are not here to control our lives, mm -hmm. but they are here to speak the word of God into our lives. And their whole objective is that we become a mature people. Yeah. You know. And one of the things I want to highlight is how, if you look at the relationship between um, Jesus and God, you know, as the ultimate father uh, and son relationship, relationship mm -hmm. you find that the, the God always wanted to glorify Jesus. Look at how he speaks to him. I think you quoted that scripture when he says, this is my son, hear him. So if you want to know what is in my heart, listen to him. Mm. You know, um, and that is what God wants to build his church to become. Uh, so, what we need to do is, is shift our focus. We need to see ourselves in this house of God as sons, mm -hmm. which is another concept that we've touched on, but we will make time to discuss it in detail. Mm -hmm. you know? And we need to learn to receive 
those people whom God speaks through. And for those who God has called, you know, as uh, fathers in churches, or if I can use the word leaders, we need to transcend, move from a place where we just lead a church, mm-hmm. but understand how we have been called to represent God, how God has called us to lay our lives down. The same way Jesus would say, I lay my life down for, for the sheep. We need to come to a place where we lay our lives down and know that through us, God has others, has his sons in mind. You know, and therefore we should we should look after them as if as if they are own. Um, look at the, the book of Thessalonians, actually. Um, I think it's, uh, in fact, it's Thessalonians 2, verses 11 to 13. Listen to Paul. He says, As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, they, they exhorted, which they encouraged, they comforted. Sometimes that word um, comfort does not mean only, you know, to the comfort that we know in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the English language. But it also means to to push, to challenge you mm-hmm. to greater heights, you know. And charged every one of you. How did they do this? Paul did this as a father does it to his own children. You know? And we know that, um, for instance, look at Jesus speaking of fathers in the in, in the book of Luke, saying as much as you are not so good fathers, but you know how to give good, good things to your children. children. You know? mm-hmm. So a father always wants to give to his uh, children, you know, rather than take. Mm-hmm. You know? And therefore we are called to give ourselves that sons of God may mature in him. There's another dimension here. I'm not sure maybe we can touch it in the next session. Yes. Uh, when you talk now about um, the attributes or mm. the characters of this kind of fathers, because mm. there's another dimension whereby now people will even struggle to relate to this subject of fathers because the fathers that they know mm. never treated them well. You know, they've not been good example. Mm. They've, not, they've, never, they've not even led them to Christ. Mm. Some of them led them to themselves. Mm. You know, some of them just mistreated them altogether. Mm. So it's a struggle. So we're going to uh, unpack that and talk about how will you know, you know, that this person is now the sent one of God mm. for it to be that voice in your life. Yeah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. Lord, thank you for reordering our steps. Thank you for moving us away, O God, from church um, as an institution and bringing us into a place where we know that we are part of your family. This is a great honor, my Father, that you have called us to be family with you. Father, we bless you for this. We thank you that you Accept us the way we are. Because, Father, in you, you are able to cause us to stand upright. You are, you are able to justify us. Lord, I pray that 
where we people have been hurt by these principles, oh God. But Lord, you provide healing through your word, through your spirit, through ways which only you know how. That Lord, your people may find healing and be restored back into your ways. Father, we pray that um, even ourselves as leaders, you may bring us to a place, our Father, where we know that, we understand that this is not a place of advantage, but it is a high calling, O God, where we serve you, O God. We, where if you call us to deputize and represent you, Father, it is not so that we control others, but Lord, so that we may lay down our lives for your purposes to be fulfilled with others, O God. Lord, this is the way you choose to change and impact the world. Father, I pray you transform our minds and cause these things, O God, to come alive in us. We thank you, our Father, for who you are. We thank you for keeping us during a time such as this. And Father, we pray that you will continue to keep and protect your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for watching, as always. And as we've already highlighted, in the next session, we'll start looking at the attributes. We'll do a case study, I, I, I think, from the book of um, Genesis, at how um, a person like Joseph would be a father to Pharaoh. You know, we look at how Pharaoh received him and how Joseph you know, um, carried himself around Pharaoh. And this with the hope of um, helping us be restored in the ways of God in that original intent that we had or original design that we had for men and women. We thank you for watching as always. Bless you and till next time.